White steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Hunter Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Wednesday, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, and boy, we are fired up for some Bucks and some Bulldogs this Saturday, and I know we will have on Thursday women's basketball coverage, ETSU on the road at Radford. Saturday, no radio coverage, but certainly you can follow along. Uh, most people now, smartphones, you can actually sit inside Green Stadium. How about this? Watch Sanford ETSU and pay attention to Winthrop and ETSU basketball Great at 2.30. It. So it's, uh, oh, it is. It's unbelievable. Of course, we'll have several iPads going on, live stats and the game and everything else up in our booth on Saturday. But a lot to talk about as we get ready for the Bulldogs and the Bucks. I do have a fun fact for you. David Jackson had uh, sent over. We were kind of talking one day about uh, just Chris Hatcher and the absurd uh, Chris Hatcher, some of the absurdity of the numbers that he was put up in and uh, took it a step further. Did uh, one David Jackson who's going to do the, the ESPN three call of that game uh, for us uh, Saturday? And so Chris Hatcher at Georgia Southern, right? So twelve years as a head coach at the FCS level. Still, obviously, some people may have forgotten that uh, Georgia Southern was still in the league until a few years ago. But second in total offense, two thousand seven. Third in the nation. This is in the nation, all of FCS. So third in scoring. 2008, they were fourth in offense, third in scoring. The outlier year, the rogue year, if you will, in 2009, they were eighth in uh, total offense, tied for eighth, and eighth in scoring. Then it goes to Murray State in 2010, first in offense, first in scoring. 2011, first and first. 2012, first and first. 2013, Third in offense, third in scoring. 2014, third in offense, first in scoring. Gets the Sanford gig in 2015. Last four years, including this season, 2018, so three, almost a fourth complete year. First in offense, first in scoring. First in offense, first in scoring. Third in offense, third in scoring. First in offense, first in scoring. So six of the 12 years, his teams have led the league in offense. Seven of 12, they've led in scoring. Now, here's the side note. Now, you said that was the league or the nation? The nation. Okay. Sorry, that okay. is the nation. It's all all of FCS. Okay. Six of twelve in total offense, uh, seven of twelve the uh, in scoring. Here's the crazy part: only two playoff appearances in twelve seasons. Hmm. Not to say it's a one-dimensional operation, but I mean, we should also say Coach Hatcher has had results with those too. I mean, maybe only two playoff appearances, but he had one coming into the gig at Sanford, twice as many games as he had lost. Now. We know that they do tend to give up some more points. But that's just part of the style, too, right? I mean, firstly, you're always going to have 
more talent on one side of the ball than the other, no matter where you are, no matter what kind of coach you are. That's just how it's going to break down for whatever reason, unless you're, you know, uh, a North Dakota State, a James Madison. I think even then, though, you can argue that some of those defenses have – you know, more talent than the other side of the ball, and that's what generally carries those teams. Uh, again, that can be debated, but I think regardless of the team, regardless of the level, you're always going to be better on one side of the ball, and you're going to try to play to those strengths. Now, clearly with Coach Hatcher, it is a trend, not a mirage, that his offense this year, Devlin Hodges, it's not the fact that Devlin Hodges isn't a great quarterback, but look at some of the numbers, say, a Colt Brennan or a Tommy Chang put up out at Hawaii. Like, that goes quarterback to quarterback and in such a short period of time. Or down at Houston. Oh, uh, yeah, Andre Ware, yeah, Klingler. Oh, exactly. And so, you know, there's examples of this at the FBS level, too. But Coach Hatcher does get results. We're going to have a chat with him tomorrow on the show um, and we'll kind of pick his brain about what he's using to motivate his team this week and how he thinks that the loss affects them and just his thoughts too about Devlin Hodges because he's been around some top level offensive talent he knows what makes offenses go and what makes Devlin Hodges special amongst all of the players that he's had a chance to coach I'm excited for that conversation but uh, again I mean those are impressive stats no question about it Uh, I'm very interested to see how ETSU's defense there's not going to be a game where they've been tested more except maybe the Tennessee game, right? And Tennessee maybe has had their ups and downs at the FBS level, but it's still an FBS school, SEC school. And at this level, it gets no better than Devlin Hodges and that Sanford offense. I'll tell you, it's a little misleading, too, because you look at some of the the number of carries. Uh, So ETSU as a team has 350 carries. Sanford has 297. They've also thrown 507 passes. The Bucks as a team have combined for 306. They've got about 200 more plays. Now, they run just a different style of offense. And so generally, uh, even more so than we saw VMI, where they've been averaging like 70, 80 plays. I mean, you're talking about Sanford has is, is, uh, averaged, uh, I think, right at 80 plays a game. And so there's just more snaps where ETSU generally, you know, they're not that up-tempo, not the fast. And as we talked, laughed a little bit about Western Carolina, that up 21, down 21, doesn't matter. Same thing with Sanford. In all honesty, we saw, what, about a 27 or 20-point lead uh, against the Citadel be evaporated pretty quickly. And so it's just the way they play. They're, they're going to uh, fast break on grass, I think is what it used to be called. And so they, they try to do things. Now, again, a lot of the passes are glorified runs, right? They're little bubble screens, little little quick throws, a little catch and just toss and uh, different things like that. And, and, and then they will uh, push it down the field. Uh, to Kelvin McKnight and, and Chris Schilling and some of those other guys uh, that are averaging double-digit yards per catch. But they will they will run the ball a little bit to keep you balanced. I thought it was interesting to hear Kurt Bloom yesterday on the show where he was talking about how once a team gets up, they're just dropping eight and nine and just, and just begging them to try to chunk it down the field, and eventually Sanford will get impatient. We had a chance to talk with Austin Gatewood and Dylan Weigel in the Monday press conference about how they – go about navigating this SOCON season defensively because you get a little bit of everything, right? You get the option offenses, you get some traditional offenses, and then you get the prolific quarterbacks like a Tyree Adams, like a Devlin Hodges, who are different players, right? But they bring different tools at a very high level to the table at the quarterback position. And as a linebacker especially, I feel like this would be a tremendously, and linemen, really especially the front seven, a tremendously difficult game to – I think maintain your intensity, maintain your level of production for, because they do go so high tempo and there's going to be a lot of snaps and you're going to be absolutely gassed by the end of this contest. Now, 
thankfully there's some built-in motivation, and they have had the year that they have, you know, where the outright Southern Conference Championship is on the line. If you can't empty the bucket, as Coach Sanders says, for this game, you're never going to be able to. Um, so we talked with them about how they plan to try and mix in and practice this week that tempo and just to be conditioned enough to make sure that they have that little extra that they'll need. And they basically said, you know, there's no great way to do it. You know, we just got to line up against our scout team. Um, hopefully they can, you know, run that tempo and we can kind of get used to it in a quick period of time. I wonder how the bye week helps. You know, Coach Sanders said that he didn't put the game plan in front of the players because he didn't want it to get stale with them. He didn't want them to, you know, kind of just say, all right, well, you know, we, we, we're ready for it now and going into now this week, you know, having prepared for it last week, going into this week, like, all right, well, we kind of know what to expect. And, and then maybe the fact that it gets stale leaves them actually less prepared if you introduce it too soon. So this is the week they've really worked on it. But I don't know. It's going to be difficult. And the fact that you're used to not seeing this amount of snaps and you're used to not having to defend this one aspect as much as you're going to have to and not have to do it in the final biggest game of the year, um, that presents a whole different level of challenge and also opportunity for this defense because there's the counterpoint to what I'm saying as well pass rushers pin their ears back front seven really have a chance to impact the quarterback um, and there's going to be a lot put on that secondary certainly though it seems like they're playing the best that they have and it'd be curious because coach taylor's been notorious for a bend don't break to see you know if sanford can kind of put you know because the the plays down the field against the secondary this year for the most part have been off some play action or or you know some some good kind of Mis misdirection type, right? Not necessarily trick plays. Although I did see the flea flicker the one time, but for the most part, you know, you're you're not getting a lot of that with Sanford, right? I mean, they're they're just they're throwing it left, right, here, there, getting it hands off, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're throwing downfield. But there, there's not a lot they do with a, a play action. Will they fake a bubble screen and then go deep? Sure, but it, Coach Taylor's always been sort of a bend don't break. So be curious to see how patient the defense is when ETSU played. Um, Sanford a couple of years ago, they held the ball almost to another quarter. They had 15 more minutes of time of possession, basically another quarter than Sanford did. And Bucks able to come from behind. The second half last year was a game where Sanford just really wanted to get a little payback for ETSU. The other thing is there were a couple of turnovers, uh, and one returned uh, for a touchdown, the other one deep inside ETSU's territory, and then one right at midfield. So there were three turnovers early in the second quarter, which I think saw Sanford put up 35 points and just kind of blow ETSU out, out of the – blow the doors off the game. Uh, early in the contest. So we'll see if ETSU can kind of go back to where it was a couple years ago, kind of keep everything in front of them, don't turn the football over, and see if they can't force the mistakes from the Bulldogs. Speaking of a couple of years ago, we talked with Kurt Bloom yesterday about motivation for this game, and we focused on the fact that a playoff berth is technically, you know, I mean, it's a really huge long shot, especially considering how the bubble's looking right now, but they can get to six wins, and a team with six wins has gotten into the playoff before. It's a big long shot, but the other motivation is, what about that game two years ago? What about the fact that ETSU had a chance to, quote-unquote, knock Sanford out of the playoffs? They did so. Sanford still made it. Uh, you were talking with me about that yesterday uh, off-air, just saying, you know, everything that we looked at said that it was a sure thing that Sanford wouldn't get in. They lose the game anyway, and they end up getting in uh, despite the loss. Uh, I don't know if it was because it was the last second loss or, but your famous call, you know, J.J. German and the Bucks shocked the Bulldogs. Um, is Coach Hatcher using any of that? Because I'm sure a lot of these players on this team remember I, how that went and the fact that I'm sure they felt after that it was possible that their season was over. I don't think they're using it this year, but I can assure you Mike Grace used to be the play-by-play guy of Sanford informed me 
uh, early in the week that they had my call on repeat in the weight room last year. Uh, yeah, no, yes, for, before last year's game, yes. before the, which yes. was the homecoming game. Last year they had that call. I doubt they're doing it this year. That's just my guess. Uh, but last year there was some extra motivation, and uh, I don't know that I've ever been uh, the subject of bulletin board material in my career, but certainly them in that call. And I wonder if they played the part of the call where you said that they were knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> With that motivation, too, like, hey, guys, it could have been that close. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they got the last laugh because only they get in the playoffs, they right. won a game yeah. uh, in, in that. So Selection committee knows what they're doing. That's right. And and that's why it's so crazy. That's why we're hoping here in the next segment that Craig Haley yeah. is going to be able to uh, break this down for us. Or actually, I guess I got Landon first. I got Landon on first. Then we got Craig Haley. But we'll have uh, Craig Haley, Stats FCS. He's, he's, he's the guru of gurus on, on the – Bracketology stuff, and so we will. He's got the finger on the pulse better than anybody, so we will grill him on all that. Landon Owen will also tell us about what games he's going to go at. Curious where, you know, he's got some homer plays now. Obviously, Notre Dame, Syracuse is where I'm guessing he's going. You know, it's going to be That's Yankee fair. Stadium in the Bronx, yeah. all that good fun stuff. That's something you don't see a lot. But I'm also curious, Towson at uh, uh, James, or is it James Madison? James Madison's at Towson, and then also uh, Kennesaw State. And uh, Jacksonville State playing for a seed, or is it just going to stay right here? You know, that's always the simple pick as well to see what's going on there. So we'll talk to Landon Owen a little bit later on. What we got? What's Trey doing? What, what, what is this segment? I can't ever figure it out. I don't know, and I'm scared to find out what exactly he's going to talk about this week because it seems to unravel a bit more and more every week. All right, we'll talk to Landon Owen next. We'll talk to him about Lando's Land, see what's going on. Don't forget, Craig Haley's going to be up after that from Stats FCS in the last segment of the show. Trey Adams will join us for whatever his segment is this week. So we'll step aside for a timeout. When we come back, Landon Owen will join us right after this from the Buccaneer Sports Network. Congrats, you made it! Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day, you took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today is 
Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics Program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Landon Owen. Let's go, let's go. We got the teamwork to make the dream work. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're going to make it. So, okay, okay, Landon, before we even get into this, we always play the Mets song. What is the percentages that Timmy Tebow will be playing outfield for the New York Metropolitans game one? Go. That's pretty good. I was, I was going to say 85, so you went a little higher than I would. What about you, Gallagher? What do you got? Landon, this is clearly a publicity stunt to try and make the Mets relevant again, correct? Dude hit like 315, 320 in AA. I mean, you and I couldn't do that, so he's got more credentials than all of us put together. Hey, he is a, uh, he is a supremely talented athlete and someone that has transitioned, I don't want to say seamlessly, but certainly has – done so better than like you said definitely any of us and probably 99.9 percent of athletes in general but tim tebow i'm sorry you're not ever going to be able to talk me into him being a major league baseball player i'm not saying his talent level is major league level i'm just saying he's going to play in the major leagues if he can stay healthy next year and hit 240 or better you're saying that if it was not the New York Mets, there's no way he would ever play in it. But because the Mets are so terrible, he might have a chance. Look, the guy who's the GM of the Mets now uh, was his agent last year. So he's he's going to be playing for the Mets at some point as long as he stays healthy. There's I, besides, let's face it, okay, the Mets are out of it by when usually? May, June? March 22nd. Uh, year, at least June. Uh, we need to sell tickets at the end of the year. You saw, look, I love David Wright. As much as any other Met uh, in history, he uh, he got a great moment. I'm glad they did that. I thought it was classy, yet not disrespectful to the game. Uh, but, look, that sold a lot of tickets to an otherwise meaningless game that never would have got. So, Tebow is going to bring that same type of effect if they need a bump. And, hey, if that means bringing them up and selling some extra tickets and being able to sign some better free agents the following year, then let's do it, man. Let's go. All right. 
I, I maybe I'm crazy. Did you say you thought I thought Tebow hit like 260, 270? You said three something. I'll Didn't go look this like up. You guys get into this. I'll look it up. Yeah. And the Binghamton. By the way, the Rumble Ponies, one of the better minor league baseball nicknames. Um, when he got promoted there, he hit 300 something, and in the last month he was there, I think he hit like 340. You can you can fact check that. I'm checking. And we'll get back to it next week. But no, I'm getting back there, to it in like 10 seconds. Well. Okay. All right. Well, what Gallagher's on it pretty quick. I, I thought 273. Two, is what that's he hit. what I thought. I thought now the last that month is it, minor league combined. Well, no, minor league combined is 244. No, yeah. Well, no, no, no. That's taken every year in consideration. Yeah, two seventy three for Binghamton. Yeah, he he, he okay. only he only played for Binghamton last year. It says. Uh, pretty sure he got called up to there halfway through the through the year, but could be wrong. Uh, but we'll take it. I think he started in St. Lucie, but that's okay. You versus baseball reference. Yeah, you versus baseball reference. I'm sorry, Landy. You never <laughs> shot. Oh, all right, enough messed up. Nobody cares. We're tired off the mix. Yeah. Good segue, boy. I tell you, see, you know what? You you wouldn't know we do this for a living, Landon. Uh, well, you know we don't do this for a living, but you wouldn't know it. But we did have a rhyme to the reason of why we're doing that because this week there's some extra special games, one on the FCS level, one on the FBS level, the 1AA and the 1A level. The 1AA is seeing Kennesaw State playing the first ever game in SunTrust Park, which is the new home of the Atlanta Braves, year two there. They're taking on Jacksonville State in two top ten battles. Actually, really two top six teams are battling out. Really, it's a winner gets the bye, or at least that's the assumption, and the loser will have to sit and wait if they get a seed or not. And then there's some other game up in New York, right? There is some other game in New York. It's not going to host game day, but... You know, we've been talking about it for weeks. So, yeah, we're going to go to Yankee Stadium. But before we do, there's another FCS game of note. The, uh, what do they call Harvard-Yale? Is that just the game? Yes, it's just the, the game. Big, the game. That's at Fenway this year. So, three mm. of them this week, Fenway, Yankee Stadium, and SunTrust, all hosting uh, football games. Quite interesting. So, uh yeah, we could play some golf in all three of those towns, too. But, uh, yeah, Syracuse, highest ranking since two thousand uh, since 1998, I believe. Um, so it's been a long time since we've been in this air. Notre Dame, uh, probably not as long. Uh, they're number three. They usually start the preseason polls at least that high every single year. Uh, but they've, uh, they've earned their spot there at the table this year. So it could be quite an interesting game. Of note, Notre Dame's home game. This is not a Syracuse move. This is a Notre Dame home game NBC broadcast as part of the Shamrock series. So Syracuse had limited access to ticket sales. They did sell at their allotment, but uh, it will be a Notre Dame house in pinstripe uniforms uh, for the for the for the fighting Yankee Irish. Do you believe that that's going to be full? It's not going to be full, is it, Landon? It's going to be full. Come on, it's Notre Dame. They sell every one of these Shamrock Series games, uh, no matter where they play. And uh, they're actually playing a good team. They're, Notre Dame all-time is 8-0 in these Shamrock Series games. Um, they've played some good teams in that, but uh, I'm not sure they've played a team as close to home, except maybe Northwestern at Wrigley, if they did that. Um, but I thought they played Northwestern this year. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so, so, so are you going to confirm the Shamrock Series goes to Bristol Motor Speedway here in a couple years? <laughs> no, no, it's in. Yeah. Um, let's say we would love 
to have any team that would like to come play of uh, a stature of those programs. But um, no, no, nothing to confirm here today. All right, well, let's talk about. Uh, there's got to right, got to be great food, New York City. I mean, what, I mean, you don't even have enough time. But give us a couple of uh, spots. You need like a week to go to New York City uh, to do and see everything. Um, hey, uh, we'll go near and dear to your co-host's heart, Gallagher's, um, over by wherever they had Jersey Boys, whatever theater that is, because um, we got a steak and steak and a show that night. We went up there to see that um, great old-fashioned New York City steakhouse. Um, not a very intimate setting. You know, you got your check- checkered tablecloths, but uh, don't ask for ketchup with your steak or steak sauce. It's not uh, polite, and you will definitely not leave there hungry. I promise you that. Only a heathen uh, like Jay Sandos would do something like that. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Let me tell you, if Amy- Angry man, that needs to be a rant for angry man. Somebody asking for ketchup or steak sauce with a good steak. Do not do that. Have you done that, Jay? Never, never. I don't eat steak sauce on. I I put steak sauce on a burger occasionally, but I I don't use any sauce on my steaks. Okay, good, good man. But uh, of course, you got your classic New York pizza and any uh, you know stale cart hot dog cart water and uh eating hot dogs so just get yourself have some good old times it's actually a great uh if you're a syracuse fan like like i am great week for new york uh, sports because they're playing at the garden thursday night the women are playing like texas a&m up in westchester uh they're ranked as well and then the football team plays saturday and then um the men play, I think, Saturday again. Uh, Thursday, Saturday. They'll have two games down there. So, big, big week for the Cuse and the Big Apple. What are the odds that Syracuse pulls off that football game, Landon? And don't be a homer. All right. As a impartial um, – Syracuse fan. I, it's hard because I'm a Syracuse homer. I'm, 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 I've been accused of being a Notre Dame hater. Um I'm just going to say it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think it'll come down to the last possession, and it could be – I'm hoping it swings our way, but as as is standard practice, no pick on the Syracuse game. <laughs> oh, what a cop okay, out. Herb what Street. A, what a cop. What are you calling the game later? Unbelievable. Wow. Okay, yeah, I am calling the game right from my couch. <laughs> and uh, it helps. They can hear me, and uh, we will be yelling loud. I'll actually be uh, with family. Um, uh, sadly, I can't attend the Bucks game. My folks just retired to the Northern Virginia area. We're making our first trip there. So the whole family will be around the couch watching the Syracuse football game. It'll be just like the old days. That's very wholesome, but it takes a special kind of delusion to to think that you're yelling from 600 miles away towards Yankee Stadium is going to help anything. It does help. And if you're not believing that it does, I mean, I don't know what kind of sports guy you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm going to back landing no. up on this. Well, okay. Yeah. So this this is what this is how in tune I've got my my wife that the Creighton ETSU basketball game when she was sitting in a specific spot, bucks up 12, then one of the kids needed to go to the bathroom, right? One of the three-year-old boys potty trained to go to the bathroom. Then the other one got in the way, and then she couldn't get back in the spot. Boom, bucks loose. So she understands it. She gets it. She took the loss. It matters, Gallagher. It matters. That's how it works. You know, as soon as I start thinking about the Clemson game, as soon as I started to think about, wow, if we won this game, we could be in Charlotte, guess what? Turned it right around. 
and uh, and we lost. And I, I can tell you that I can count numerous times where I've done that. So no jinxing. We're going to stick with the traditions, and we're no picking. I think and, you both uh, need to be institutionalized. Oh yes, we can play golf at, and and yes to Gallagher too. It's yes, going to be both. extremely cold up north. I mean, we're getting to the point where it's not going to be golf conditions, right? That's why I think, as much as I hate to say this, but if we're talking about those three games that are going to be in baseball stadiums, I might have to go down south and go kind of saw Jacksonville State. Hey, you know, here's the thing: if you get the chance to play Beth Page, even if the course is open, you, you're going to go play. It's it's a public course. It's the best public course in the country for that part. Um, out, you know, saying Pebble Beach is a public course is a little bit of a misnomer because it costs you five hundred some dollars in a nights and then five hundred more to stay there. This is a public course you can play for less than hundred dollars. It's going to host the PGA Championship next year. So it is a uh, it's a bu- it's on the bucket list of every uh, you know local hack that has ever picked up a golf club or should be. So if you don't want that, uh, okay, let's go back to Atlanta. We're going to that ball game. We can play a number of courses down there but specifically let's talk about the new bobby jones course that just reopened uh atlanta's first public golf course just had a renovation and it's now a reversible nine hole layout so it's nine holes but you can play it either way so there's tees all over the place um bob cup it's his last project that he worked on so looking forward to playing that one day you know if you're going to be down there for that game it's as good a time as any there you go, just reopen. You've won me over. I think I'd rather go up north. Let's be real, I'd rather freeze to death than go see that Kennesaw State-Jacksonville State game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're going FCS, you're going to the Bucks. I mean, come on. It's This is the this is the biggest game, obviously, since the program came back. But uh, can you guys think of a – Jay, you've been there a long time. Can you think of a bigger game that ETSU has played at home? The only one would have been the, the – and you'll love this, the Marshall 96. That's the that, – but because at the time, both teams at the FCS level were undefeated. It determined – it was a true championship game because both teams really didn't have uh, – they took on, uh, I think, the seventh and eighth place team respectively the very next week that ended the regular season. So, uh, the 96 is the last time I think the Bucks have had a meaningful – game on campus and that one had more because the winner of that game for sure was going to be the champion because even if the other team lost the next week they had the tiebreaker so so whoever won that game was the champion that would be the only other one i could come up with well who did i'm just curious who did win that game uh, my mind's uh I, I can't remember right now i'll have to okay well, i'm gonna assume by your by your lack of recall that the <laughs> won that game so the 85 scholarship team won that game because that was the uh that was when the ncaa used to allow the 85 scholarships to still compete at the 63 scholarship level so i hope you're proud of yourself well since it's one of your 75 schools you worked at and then pull four (laughs) you know that's come up a couple of times today so thanks so much for bringing that up Right, it's what we do. What do we do? Yeah, hey, that's, I would expect nothing less. That's why we do the show, right? Yeah, well, we'll do football yeah. one more week next week. Maybe carry on a little bit. We might start uh, depending on uh, each issue playoffs, some other things. We might sprinkle in a little bit of hoops next week, but for sure, we've still got some big football games because it is the rivalry week, right at the end of a uh, FBS season, and then certainly uh, playoff time at FCS. So. One more week of football, and then I guess the week after that, we'll do a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball if you're up for it. After you get the turkey, it's time to start looking ahead a little bit. So I look forward to that as well. And uh, you boys have a great weekend. Get that W, bring that championship home. Do what we can. Thanks, buddy. See you. 
All right, hey, I'll be watching on my TV yelling and hoping that helps, uh, if that means anything to you, Gallagher. Well, it'll help when it's the Bucks. That's what I mean. I'll be watching the Bucks too, and uh, we'll be, I'll be hollering just the same. You yell at any other team, it doesn't matter, but when it's the Bucks, cheer your heart out, Landon. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Glad to have your support. All right, it's Lando Owen. Lando's Land every Wednesday when we come back. Craig Haley from Stats FCS. He's one of the lead bracketologists in the country. We're going to put him to task on what he thinks uh, the Bucks win, lose, draw, whatever's going to happen, where they will or will not be in the FCS playoffs. We'll have that after this timeout. This is Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics, Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks, but we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster.
Back on Sanderson, the sidekick. It's now my pleasure. We talked uh, earlier with our good buddy Landon Owen trying to break down college football. Now we have our FCS guru with Stats FCS, Craig Haley. has been covering him for a long time. We've been previewing this for the last week or so to talk playoffs. He's got his finger on the pulse better than anybody in FCS. Craig, thank you for taking the time today. Thank you, Jay. But I don't think anybody understands the FCS at this point, so I, I certainly don't. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, well, it, it, the the biggest thing for us, obviously, ETSU restarting the program four years ago. Things have changed playoff wise. Certainly, there's more teams now. The structure of the top eight seeds, all the other things, and trying to break down not just that, but how you're able to host a game, bid process, all that stuff. So, trying to educate our fans. Last couple of weeks, having different guests on. Um, talk a little bit about the regionalization because I'm, I'm just trying to hammer it into our fans on sort of how it works if you're not in the top eight seeds. Sure. And as you, you know, the, the top eight seeds get a first-round bye and the other 16 teams play over Thanksgiving weekend. In those matchups, the, the selection committee pairs eight games as best uh, regionally as possible. If, if two schools are within 400 miles of each other, they're going to be paired um, in a, in a first-round matchup. And then the, then they'll look at those two teams, and whatever school bid more uh, several, several weeks prior, bid more to host the game, will be the host. So there's a bid process for that first-round game, those eight games. Uh, and then from there, after those eight-round winners, you play at the seeded teams, the, the campus site of the, the higher-seeded teams the rest of the way. Uh, you know, it's all campus sites all the way up to uh, the championship game, Frisco, Texas. This year it's January 5th. Uh, it's been there since 2010. So it, it's a bid process for the first round, and, and they try and base you on your proximity to each other. All right, let's talk a little bit about – thank you for that. Let's talk a little bit about sort of how you feel about the Southern Conference in general. Uh, most people now that Sanford losing last week looks like it's just going to be a two-bid league. It, it, it would be that way unless uh, Furman wins uh, the the uh, the AQ, the automatic qualifying bid. I, I think if that happens, then there's a chance for three. Um, I think Wofford obviously beats Presbyterian this weekend, and, and they'd be secure. If, if there's a three-way tie and Furman gets the bid, um, I still think ETSU gets in. Obviously, they would have one win that uh, is, is non-Division one qualifying, but they've had a strong enough year in my eyes. I think they would get in. Um, if Furman doesn't win the automatic qualifier, then I think it's definitely just ETSU and, Fer and uh, Wofford for, for two out of the league. But there's a lot of parity out there. Uh, you know, the, the, the CAA could get six bids, which would be a record. The, the Missouri Valley, which has been so strong, is in jeopardy of only having two teams. It, it's a really fluid situation going into this final weekend. Last year was crazy on the final Saturday where teams in good shape lost and, and other teams moved up. So a lot can really happen this week. And, and there is a chance for three out of SoCon. Obviously, you think two is a stronger bet, but Furman is still alive here for this AQ. Well, let, let's uh, say that ETSU wins outright, so they would beat Sanford this weekend. Would they have a shot at a top eight seed, or would they still be sort of in a similar situation or where they would be if they would have lost? I 
think they'd fall a little short of that. You know, they, they won't get credit for the Mars Hill uh, opening win, even though they'd be nine and two. That that's eight eight Division One wins. It, it's been a very competitive year in the in the SoCon. It hasn't been one of the stronger years in the SoCon, so that would hurt them a little bit. They, they'd be in the mix. You know, they'd be in maybe like the the eleven twelve range. But it's not quite the top eight, so I think they would fall short of of being a seeded team. Taking a look Unless at Unless everybody else falls apart across the, the the nation, and that's why I bring that up earlier because it did happen last year where a lot of teams lost on that final weekend. We're visiting with Craig Haley. He uh, worked for Stats FCS. You can follow him at Craig Haley. He does a phenomenal job covering our level of football here at ETSU. And Craig, let's let's. Uh, it looks like in the pod you got, which has been popular uh, amongst some other bracketologists, it seems like the Kennesaw State, Jacksonville State, ETSU all kind of knotted together there again. Proximity, some other things. Do you feel like that Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State are playing a de facto game for a seed, or do you see? Kennesaw State, if they were to lose that game to Jacksonville State, would still have an opportunity uh, to be seated with Jacksonville State. Well, that, that would be real close. It's, it's a great scenario, Jay. I, obviously, Jacksonville State would move ahead of, of Kennesaw State in the pecking order if they win on Saturday. I think Kennesaw State would have a chance, but would probably fall short of, of hosting a game. It would be a spectacular fall out of the top eight, I think. Because, you know, they're so highly ranked, you know, number two in the nation. But their strength of schedule is not as, as, as strong as, as other teams around the nation. And you would have to put Jacksonville State above them. I don't think Jacksonville State soars up into the seeds uh, in a big way. I think they're still like six, seven, eight. But you would have to put them a, a ahead of Kennesaw. So it, it probably is a game to determine uh, a, a seed in the playoffs. The next, the next team has been intriguing for us to follow. That, that mainly because they lost a game against Furman, which is Colgate, and and trying to figure out. It, it seemed like it took a long time for for people to get on board uh, to even rank Colgate, then to even try to project them as a seed. And and again, I know it's all sort of as you mentioned, fluid going one way or another. You still don't know what the committee is going to do. Do they do it? But how much does that game missed against Furman would count against? Certainly it's going to count against Furman because that was an opportunity for them to get a good win and maybe give that SoCon a third team. But how important uh, of, a, of a game was it or was it not for Colgate where if they got a win at Furman, maybe that just made their case stronger? Well, Colgate, in, in a normal year, a Patriot team, if, if they went to a SoCon team, would usually lose. And it happened, you know, uh, earlier this decade with, with Colgate and Furman. This is an exceptional Colgate team. I mean, they've, they're giving up 3.2 points a game this year, which is incredible. They have five shutouts, only, you know, one touchdown surrendered in their last eight games, which is just mind-boggling. I think because it would be at Furman, you give Furman a chance. Colgate's the better team here. They've been spectacular. They're 9-0. and It certainly hurts Furman to, to lose that game. They're not the only team out there that, that lost a key game. Like like an Elon will only have 10 games to base on. If they're 6-4, they're and four, it hurts them. They'd be ahead of Furman in the pecking order because they, they beat Furman. But it does hurt you when, when you lose the, the opportunity to, to, to win a Division One game. Um, Colgate's playing for a seed. They probably have one going into this weekend. They're playing at Army. It doesn't really hurt you to lose to an FBS team unless it's, you know, a 60 to nothing game. And, and that's not going to happen here with this Colgate team. So uh, they're, they're 
been a fun team. They have a chance to, to earn a, a playoff seed here, but it does hurt Furman to not have that home game. We're visiting with Craig Haley of Stats FCS. Craig, uh, how 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 many bubble teams do you think are pulling for Florida A&M to lose this week so that North Carolina A&T doesn't take up a slot? And, again, I'll try to explain this to our fans because they just, they just see the number of leagues. They think, you know, well, every every league gets a bid, sort of like basketball. I've tried to explain it. It's just different because the Ivy League, for whatever reason, still doesn't participate in, in football playoffs. They do in every other playoffs. And then, of course, the, the HBCUs, they, they play a, a Heritage Bowl game. And so that's where their champions go. And if a number two basically – uh, isn't isn't good enough to get in that bowl? Then they go to the playoffs. <laughs> well, it, it would. It's certainly a scenario that yes, every uh, bubble team around the nation is is, is waiting for on, on the MEAC because yes, NC A and T gets in if they're nine and two. Uh, they're eight and two going into this weekend. They play their rival. They're going to North Carolina Central, so that's not an automatic win. Uh, but. They would get in because they beat East Carolina in FBS win. They beat Jacksonville State. They have a strong enough resume. So they would definitely be in if they don't go to the Celebration Bowl. Florida A&M, they're playing their rival, Bethune-Cookman. They've lost two straight going into that game. So they're kind of backing into a possible Celebration Bowl, Ben. So it's really up in the air what's going to happen there, whether that bid goes and that large bid goes to the NCAA and Titty. Uh, but they're clearly in if they're nine and two and don't go to the celebration bowl. Visiting the last uh, second or two with Craig Haley, and we'll let him run with uh, Stats FCS. Uh, Craig, I think you do phenomenal work. I think obviously Stats does uh, uh, pours a ton of uh, effort into covering uh, the FCS. If people wanted to to follow you, uh, go to the website, find out information. What's the best way for them to to keep up with you and Stats FCS? Sure, it's, it's www.fcs.football, uh, no .com on the end, just fcs.football. We have, you know, tremendous amount of resources on there between stats and, and standings and the scoreboard. You know, we have every box score, every recap of the games, you know, analysis. We, we, uh, we, have our, the, we run the, the top 25 media poll, one of the two major polls. We, we present the major awards in, in the FCS, the, the Peyton, the Buchanan, the Rice, the Robinson Awards, and, and there's certainly been a, you know a number of SoCon winners through the years. So it's FCS.football, uh, but give us a, give us a look. We, we you know we, we have a lot out there on the FCS. Craig, I appreciate the time today. Thank you for help educating us. Thank you so much, Jay. All right, that's Craig Haley from Stats FCS. We'll step aside for a timeout when we come back. Our final segment on Santos and the Sidekick on this Wednesday. This is the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank. 
and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. Jay Santos, Mike Gallagher, final segment on this Wednesday. Heard from Landon Owen, heard from Craig Haley from Stats FCS. Our final segment, the guy back in the studio. I don't even, I don't even know his name. I don't know what segment is. I don't know what's happening here. What is happening back there, Trey? Uh, you know, just living life. Today is Bucks by Bobby Boucher. Mm. Ah, very yeah, good. Very good. good. What do you think yeah. of Happy Gilmore and uh, all uh, Adam Sandler's movies? Well, I think you've seen one. You've pretty much seen them all. Yeah. Well, Waterboy uh, is Bobby Boucher. Happy Gilmore is Happy Gilmore. Uh, Big Daddy, that was one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were the other ones? What were the other ones, Trey? Uh, Billy Madison. Ones? Billy Madison, yeah. yeah, yeah. Billy Madison's a good one. Yeah, I'm trying right. to think of other ones. Uh, Happy Gilmore is by far. Happy my Gilmore favorite. is the big one. I, I mean, Happy Gilmore is probably his best work. Uh, I pro- now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Was uh, was another yeah, one. Yeah. I think that was a little bit later on, but that's about so, 2006, I think. Yeah, yeah that's when that's when him on. and Kevin James' friendship meant they had to be in the movies together <laughs> yeah. all the time, no matter what. Uh, grown Ups was. Yeah, I, I thought Grown Ups was that. actually pretty good. I thought Grown Ups was actually not. Grown Ups one was pretty good. I never saw the second one. Yeah, I didn't try and venture down that because I figured I. I knew what I was getting. I into. do know that a majority of um, one, they had scripted out, and then because whoever was directing wanted to have it really scripted out, and then Adam Sandler actually would, after they said cut, he would say, "All right, I just want everybody just could we just roll it and just let us sit here." And so ninety percent of what they used was just the guys, really, just off the top of their head going, going at one another. Talented, which I, I found that talented that individuals, too. no doubt. I mean, some of the most talented comedians on earth. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised. A but couple that is other, awesome. yeah, a couple of the click. You remember click? Uh, oh yeah, the wedding click. singer. Oh man, wedding singer wasn't dates. bad. Yeah. 50 first, 50 first uh, dates. Yeah, that, that was, was that was pretty good. Yeah, was was right. I was shocked that I liked that. But yes. yeah, was okay. what was the one with Jennifer Aniston? Wasn't that the? Uh, no, that was. Uh, hold on one second. That was Sandler and Jenner, Drew Jennifer Barrymore. Aniston. No, 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 no. He he did a movie with Jennifer Aniston where he was the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, what was the name of that one? Or, uh, he was about. like the orthodontist, and they ended up getting together, of course. But oh, I don't know. Oh, that was actually that was that pretty one. solid too. I can't. And then he was. That was just recent, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was one. Of, yeah, 
Anyways, all right, we got yeah. sidetracked on something totally ridiculous. Bobby Boucher. All right, what, is, what, Bobby does Bob, Boucher. what does Bobby have for us? What's our favorite gumbo? Bobby. Well, staying in the uh, t- staying in football, I, I've never tooted my own horn on here before. Is but, that uh, right? Really, really, never, you haven't. Never shocked. Mm, never. Shocked. All right, go. Uh, then you clearly, I don't know why I have you on the show. Uh, you know, you don't but fit in with me and Mike week, at all. For the first time, all season long, fantasy football. Picked mm. up victories in both my teams. Oh. Now, if you've looked at my league, and we wouldn't have. Now you wouldn't have. No, but but yeah, go. Uh, here here is my here's my standings right now in mm-hmm. the uh, in the. It Buckingham can't be Sports good league. if you haven't won in both leagues in the same week. Yeah, you have you to can. be terrible. Yeah, uh, two and eight. Uh, <laughs> oh, right God. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I actually I got a funny story here. It uh, on Sunday after the Crane game, we're we're all sitting around after the after the game and look at uh, Mike and Jacob and I go, you know, trying to figure out if I want to start Keenan Allen or leave him on the bench. And I I started Keenan Allen and I took Brandon Cooks out and I left in Cooper Cup. Ouch. Oh, 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 he got hurt. That looked bad, didn't it? Yeah, he's out for the year. I got home. Interestingly enough, I turn on the TV and I've got the Spanish broadcast. I don't know how in the world – that happened. Uh, the, you the should always def- keep it on. Pretty that. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. I lo- I loved it, but it was weird because I because on the high definition, it was the Spanish broadcast. Standard definition, I got Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So I left <laughs> it on the high definition, of course. Good call. So I'm sitting there. Cooks goes down with an ACL, or no, not Cooks, cup. but Cup. But yep. and then the next three out of four plays, Cooks gets the ball. So it's a little nerve wracking, but ended up winning. And then the other league, uh, Stormtrooper Trey Cephas. Uh, terrible name, uh, just like my team. Uh, picking up <laughs> win number three. So three and seven. Three and seven. So Two you know and eight. What? Three and seven. So I'm terrible at fantasy. Uh, is the subject of Bobby Boucher, Bucks by Bobby Boucher this week. So well, I, I, always, would, I would uh, actually argue you're not very good at life either. But if wow. that's, oh, hello. Uh, the yeah, there we go. That's wow. what I was looking for today. Man. I. Uh, I love any topic of fantasy football conversation. I am very proud of your accomplishment this week because mainly I am in the same stratosphere of accomplishments with fantasy football. I, for the second time this season, this entire year, uh, won three of my five leagues in the same five week. Leagues. Five <laughs> leagues. How and do you I've, manage that? I've never, well, I don't, obviously, because I've only won three of five, had a winning record in a week twice this year, much like Trey, uh, and I improved to five and five in one league, four and six and two others, and then one I'm like one and nine, and the other I'm three and seven. I have no winning records at this point in the season. Thankfully, Zach Ertz is a human uh, ball-catching machine, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott gets all the touches uh, down in Dallas, and Amari Cooper now is in a better situation as well. Now, of course, I'm infuriated, Trey, and this will probably ring true with you. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Derek Henry are two people I counted on in a big way coming into this year. I rode them pretty much the entire year up until this week, and this week, naturally, they go off. LaShawn McCoy, 120 and two scores. Derek Henry, only 60 yards, but also two scores. And it would make sense with how both your and my seasons are going that I sat them this week. Yeah, and and another thing, uh, I had Le'Veon Bell all, all season right. long. I was holding on to that. Had to give him away. Did Just, you end up taking him in the first round? Were you, was he a first-round guy for you? He was like a fifth or sixth round. Oh, guy. really? Yeah. Oh wow! So I, I had my running backs already, and I just picked up another one. I thought, eh, he'll you know he'll wait a couple weeks and then he'll come. Never that's what did. I kind of figured too. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured too. But it, it did not. Yeah, I mean the last day was what Tuesday, and he never ended up reporting, and it's over for now. Some people say if he would have come back 
he still wouldn't have been the starter. I don't know if I believe that. James Conner has been very good this year, second in the league, I think, in scrimmage uh, yards. But well, it's all about uh, it's the pros, man. They they, they want to win. Yeah. I, I think be, I agree with you. I think the other crazy part about that, I thought if he didn't play at all, then he doesn't get credit for the year of service, which means That's he doesn't right. he doesn't get the like uh, he's I not thought, getting paid. Yeah, but I thought he still was. I guess baseball might be slightly different. But I thought if he didn't play four games, then he doesn't get credit for the year, which doesn't get him into the free agency, even if he was the, the – I guess I had that mm, wrong. Interesting. But I thought you still had to get four games in for it to qualify for the year for you to advance into that next stage. But maybe because he's franchise, it's a different different animal. I don't wholly understand the collective bargaining agreement and the intricacies within. But Le'Veon Bell, it's just unfortunate because he's a great talent. I always enjoy watching him run the football, and I had him in a number of fantasy leagues last year. I'm glad that – I jettisoned him this year, but uh, boy, Trey, well done, well done. Two and zero this week. A round of applause from all of us here at the Buccaneer Sports Network. I appreciate for you. it. I well appreciate done. It. You brought thing. your best this week. Oh, he's oh, got yeah. something else. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say, you know, Le'Veon should have reported this week because he he probably would have had a chance to play because James Conner he might yeah, not play because right? of a concussion. Oh really? So. Yeah. Oh, just vultures in and takes the starting <laughs> job back for this week. Probably has like one fifty and two scores, and then never relinquishes it. And James Conner has been screwed oh, over. Now, now you can do this too. Pittsburgh's rolling right now, right? I mean, they're playing some pretty good ball. I mean, it's has Carolina. They ran into that bus on a 50-point drubbing. 52-21 or whatever oh, it was. was. Disgusting. Yeah, I picked up their defense. Another great what? Thursday night game. That's why yeah, he's 2-8 exactly, right there. Right. No, All right, don't forget tomorrow. Oh, oh no, well, I'm going to assume you meant Carolina. What, what do we got uh, tomorrow? Chris Hatcher, right? Chris Hatcher, and then we also crazy have coach. Crazy Coach with a loaded Crazy Coach segment. Might oh, even keep him two segments, quite honestly. so much to talk yeah. about there. And if we get to it, four downs. Four downs. With Trey Eddings, if you will. All right, that'll do it for Santos and the Sidekick. Don't forget to download SoundCloud, iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, at Bucks Sports Radio. Yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go. You can do it. We'll update show tomorrow. More Santos and the Sidekick. This is the Buccaneer Sports Network. <laughs>